0: plus top shoes
1: recorded live mm-hmm.
2: Folks, tonight we will be in Matthew, Uh, I think we got into chapter 19 or into 18. I've been over about six of the chapters. I forgot which one we was in, but we're right there where it starts talking about marriage and divorce.
3: 19, we stopped at verse
2: 7. Yep, Matthew chapter 19. And uh, the Lord has done all his miracles. He has got the rejection from corporate Israel. Corporate Judah and Benjamin and Levi, who is Israel proper for the time being, and he's turned his face toward the cross, and he just got going to tell the the disciples that that's what he's going to do. He's going to the cross. He's going to be stricken down by sinners, and he's going to be buried and raised again the third day. And they're going to like they don't even know what he's talking about, which they don't have any spiritual understanding yet, and they don't understand. But um. From chapter, from where we're at now in 19 to chapter 24, there's going to be a lot take place, but uh, he's headed by, he's back in Judea, or headed to Judea, I think he's left Galilee and into Judea, and um, he's, his mind is set for the cross, and he'll have one intervention, that'll be the Garden of Gethsemane before he goes ahead and is reconciled in his own mind with everything about dying for our sins as the kinsman redeemer. But um, before we get started with Matthew, I would appreciate you folks praying for those people that we put on the prayer list the other night, for the ones that's not that was, were not here the other night. It was um, Brother Brian Winfrey, a girl by the name of Zeta, a sister by the name of Shannon and um what was the other guy's name? I haven't got Willis, to
4: Willis
1: um, Fraser to get saved. Yes, and, Fraser
2: for Salvation, Zeta for Salvation, and, Shannon yeah. to get right with God. Yeah. And and Brother Brian Winfrey that the Lord would get him a job and meet his yeah. needs. He's been out of job for six weeks. And brother Adam for salvation. I'm uh, not brother, yeah. but Adam for salvation, that's by memory, that's correct, did not Brother David? Yes. Yeah.
3: Right. Adam Kendrick, uh, Suicidal Thoughts and right. Salvation.
2: absolutely, absolutely. And I'll find out about um, if, what's going on with him to, uh, Tuesday when the nurses come back to the house. And I would appreciate your, I would covet your prayers as well myself. This is the last week that I'll be on the antibiotics. Um, they end Thursday. And um, then I will not know for about two weeks if the, um, infection is um completely gone. If it flares up in two weeks, I'll know, but I'm I'm believing the Lord has killed it completely. And Amen. um there will be no more problems with that. We'll we'll see how the Lord has done on those prayers. That you've been praying for that. I appreciate those prayers as well. Um there is complications. God was telling Brother Kevin about it today. Right now my left leg is swelled up uh, half a time the size of my right one. I have no idea why. It's, um, there's a, also uh, a certain kind of pain that's happening on my where my kneecap used to be and I don't understand that as well because the mobility is fine but the pain is excruciating over where my kneecap was and I ordered some more um, physical therapy for my own. So I got the doctor to order me some more physical therapy. Maybe it's just torn ligament or pull muscle or something like that, but it is giving me a lot of trouble, and maybe this swelling will go down, so I'd appreciate your prayers on that. And don't forget, to whoever opens in prayer to pray for Brother Sergio and Brother Tony Adams and his family. I'd appreciate that very much, and for Brother Steve Lipsey and his family. So, after having said all that, it's a lot of folks to pray for, and pray for the folks in the chat room, the silent ones, the ones that just flock in and don't say a word. Pray for them as well. That the Lord um, would have put his hand on them and the Holy Spirit would deal with their heart. Brother Dave, go ahead and open us in a word of prayer. Yes. Oh yeah, and give God thanks for getting Brother David humble a job again
3: as well. Praise. Amen. Lord. Amen. Father, we come tonight and we're just grateful that we have a, a line with you. We have a line to the throne of God because of what jesus christ has done on the cross without the lord jesus christ we would not have any part of you but because of the lord jesus christ in his blood and because we have the new birth that our body of sin has been carved away from us by the operation of god and the yes. spirit of god dwells in us we have prayers that are wrought in us by the spirit and they're Directly received by the Father, by the Son in Heaven. And Lord, we thank you for all these answers to prayer, people getting jobs, people getting healed, people getting their needs met, and sometimes we forget to come back and really give you praise for what you've done, but we just want to say that again tonight. We thank you very much for the jobs that many of us have received, like Merv and David and there's others Lord that have received jobs and certainly healings and other types of blessings and restorations of families and so forth and we thank you. And Lord, we have another big list and we know that you're the one who desires that we pray for others. So tonight, Lord, I lift up to you Willis Fraser again and I I pray, Lord, that you would save him that you yeah, would God. draw him to the sun and that the Holy Spirit would convict him concerning sin righteousness and judgment, and that he received the Lord Jesus Christ out of a pure heart, and Lord, I lift up to you, Shannon, and that she would get right, and that it would be whatever it takes, Lord, you know what it would take to get her to get right with you and to return, and not to be a prodigal, and, and Lord, we're believing that that thing would happen, we've all had problems, and you've out with us and we ask you Lord to deal with her and to bring her back to you and Lord we lift up to you Zita that she too would be saved Lord and that she would truly have a repentant heart for her sins and that she would see by the Spirit of God the worm that she is without the blood of Jesus Christ and that she would cry out to the Lord Jesus Christ for mercy and Lord I lift up to you Brian Winfrey and I along with the others here, that we believe that you will give him a job. He needs a job, Lord. We pray that you would birth it in his heart to be one who would sow with the finances he gets from his job, and that you would continue to bless him in ever-increasing ways with uh, jobs and in, in his finances, Lord, how to manage it and uh, or how to invest in business or whatever and Lord, I lift up to you Adam Kendrick again. And Lord, we thank you that the suicidal spirit is bound in the name of Jesus Christ. That that devil has left his mind, has left the hold it had on his thoughts, and has left his body in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we just pray that he would be saved. That he would not just desire to be saved so that he could have peace of mind or have depression gone or suicide gun, but because he wants to be born of God and fellowship with you and give you the honor and praise that you're due and that he could live with you forever. And I thank you, Lord, for saving him. And I thank you, Lord, for continuing to work in Sergio and his family and bringing about good fellowship with the family and restoration and that they would come to see him as one who exemplifies by word and deed the Lord Jesus Christ, and that they would want to hear the message from him. And Lord, I lift up to you, Tony and family, and I continue to pray for health and in, 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 in his family, Lord, and that they would continue to be strong together for the Lord and to be a good witness for you and to work for you and witness for you and to pray and to study the word. And, Lord, I I thank you for Brother Steve Lipsy. And, Lord, I thank you that you healed his pancreas, Lord. I'm just standing and believing. And I'm just thanking you for it in advance, that it's totally healed in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, I pray that you continue to bless him in his ministry of helps and any other ministry you have for him, Lord. And, Lord, I lift up to you the silent ones that are the... The guests whom we don't know or those who just download, Lord, I continue to pray and we corporately come together to pray that the Spirit of God would come upon them as they listen to the Word taught tonight or through the week or through the next years whenever they listen to these downloads and that the Spirit of God would come upon them and speak to them and reveal the Word to them and reveal to them their sins, and cause them to repent and come to the Lord and want to serve the Lord Jesus Christ with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. And, Lord, I pray that those who have genuine needs, whatever they may be, you know their need, and I'm sure they've expressed them to you, Lord. And we thank you that you're answering those prayers in the name of Jesus Christ. So be it. Amen.
2: Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, I pray for Brother Howard B., Father, also.
3: Yes, that you Lord, would bless
2: him, take care of him and his immediate family, Lord. Put heads around him and watch over him and answer his prayers, Father, according to your yes, will. Yes. And, Father, I pray if it be your will that he would continue to uh, do the things that he's doing for you. And and, and may, the, may his love grow for you, Father. In that yes. name of Jesus, may it just be in his mind all the time. And may he give you the thanks and glory for everything you do in his life, Father. And we offer this sacrifice of thanksgiving also for Brother Joe. And we thank you for getting uh, him yeah. a job and pulling him out of the doldrums that he was in. Father, That that was yeah. that's such a blessing to hear. And, Father, I pray that you, you would um, impress on his heart to get back in touch with me and where I can answer the phone and not just get a message from him, but be able to talk to him, get his address and everything yeah, where God. we can have a closer fellowship, Father. Yeah, And, Lord, we love you, Father, and we pray that you'd answer all these prayers according to your will. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, Matthew chapter 19. Brother Chad, yes. just, just start at verse 1 and read on down into where we left off the other night.
1: Okay, in Matthew 19 and 1, And it came to pass that when Jesus had finished these things, he departed from Galilee and came into the coast of Judea, beyond Jordan. And great multitudes followed him, and he healed them there. The Pharisees also came unto him, tempting him, and saying unto him, Is it lawful for a man to put away his wife for every cause? And he answered and said, The reason
2: they're asking him this is because of what it says in the law. We're going to check that out in just a little bit. So just giving you a heads up of why they're asking him this question. They're trying to catch him in his words. All right? So
3: just giving me a heads up. Go ahead, brother.
1: Is it lawful for a man to put away his wife for every cause? And he answered and said unto them, Have ye not read that he which made them at the beginning made them male and female? And said, For this cause shall a man leave father and mother and shall cleave to his wife and they twain shall be one flesh. Wherefore they are no more twain, but one flesh. What therefore God hath joined together, let no man put asunder. They say unto him, Why did Moses then command to give a writing of divorcement, and to put her away? He saith unto them, Moses, because of the hardness of your hearts, suffered you to put away your wives. But from the beginning, it was
2: not so. Let's stop right there. Just say, let's look at what just took place. Amen. The Lord has contradicted the words of God, so to speak. In other words, the Lord has rightly divided the book where they did. Now, the Lord has changed what it says in the infallible Word of God. He's changed the meaning. Things are changing. Things have changed, but they remain the same. From the very beginning, it was meant that two saith he shall be one flesh, that one man, one woman should be together forever. That's the way it was meant to be. He said, Moses, for the hardness of your heart, wrote those words in the law. Okay. Now we're going to see another change that takes place in just a second in the Pauline epistles after the Lord gets through right here. And every pe- people have this weird idea that marriage has to do with a ceremony and a piece of paper, and it could not be further from the truth. A mar- I don't care how many laws are on the books. I don't care what the government says. In God's eyes, marriage is flesh joining flesh. Amen. That's why illicit sex is so bad. Because the act of joining your body to a man joining his body to another woman constitutes marriage in the eyes of God. And I'm going to prove that to you. It's not my opinion. It's what the book says. Do you know the first marriage license that was ever issued in the continental U.S. of A. was issued to a black man and a white woman in Chicago, Illinois in the 1800s? Did you know that? Yes. Well, you go check it out (laughs) yourself. People get this weird idea because a preacher gets up there and puts a ring on somebody's fingers and says, I pronounce you both, you man and wife, that that constitutes marriage, and it does not. It does in the eyes of man. But in God's eyes, it's a different story. Now, I'm going to show you, first of all, what Moses said. Chad, go to Deuteronomy 24. uh uh-huh. We'll see what these suckers were talking about, why they brought up what they brought up. And then we're going to see Paul, after his revelations were given to him, what he has to say about marriage after the death, burial, and resurrection. Now, the last word ought to be the explanation of everything previous is given by the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 7. And brother dave, first of all Brother Dave I wants you to get first Corinthians six the last three verses in first Corinthians six, and then we'll go right into seven because they go hand in hand. There is no break in the in the train of thought,
3: so
1: okay,
2: so you can get six and seven, and Brother Chad, I want you to go to deuteronomy twenty four and just start at verse one because that's where it starts at
4: mm-hmm.
2: so that's
1: go ahead and read interesting. I read through this today. I'm just reading Deuteronomy. And this is a great chapter, Deuteronomy 24 and 1. When a man hath taken a wife and married her, and it comes to pass that she finds no favor in his eyes, because he hath found some uncleanness in her, then let him write her a bill of divorcement, and give it in her hand, and send her out of his house.
2: See, that's what the Pharisees were talking about. They had, the way it was under the Mosaic Law was that it, hey. You find a woman, hey, if she get she gets a bad case of acne, you get rid of her. <laughs> okay, you could get rid of her, but the Lord says it's not that way. But yet, it's in the law, you Hebrew roots folks, you lawyers. You're gonna take the Lord's word, or are you gonna take what it says back there in the law in your little Torah study. See, if you don't rightly divide the book and understand the difference in the new covenant and the old covenant, you ain't never going to get it. You'll just be stumbling and bumbling around like the blind leading the blind, and you'll fall in a ditch
0: when it comes to the truth of God's Word. The Lord also allowed people to have multiple wives in the uh, under the old covenant.
2: Not in the new covenant. The first qualification, the ideal qualification of a pastor. The first one is the husband of one wife. Okay? And what you got around what you got today is a bunch of preachers with a with a piece of paper, a marriage certificate, but sleeping around on the side and got multiple wives. That's what you've got. Protestantism thinks that just because you've been married to the same woman for 50 years and ain't never got caught slipping around, sleeping around, oh, you've just got one wife. Not so in the eyes of God. That's why James, when James is writing to the 12 tribes scattered abroad, he says, ye adulterers and adulteresses, Know ye not that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, if you be a friend of the world, you're an enemy of God. Straightforward statement, no
0: ambiguities, plain and simple. You can't get around it with a get-around machine. So read on, Brother Chesley, read a little bit more about what Moses
1: had to say. Verse 2, And when she is departed out of his house, she may go and be another man's wife. And if the latter husband hate her, and write her a bill of divorcement, and give it in her hand, and sendeth her out of his house, or if the latter husband die, which took her to be his wife, her former husband, which sent her away, may not take her again to be his wife. So
2: you see, in under the law, if you if you if you had a you had a wife, a good marriage, and you got rid of her, you divorced her, and she went married, and they had a break up, and you remarried her again, you went back to her again. In your oh, I'm getting back with my family, I'm getting my family back together. Well, in God's eyes, it's an abomination to do that. That's what brother. That's what brother Chad's reading right now. See, they got it all screwed up. You say, how in the world could they have it screwed up for all these years? So many good men that are holy and righteous and so many, they're morally upright and they've only been married to one woman. Folks, if you look upon a woman to lust
0: after her, you've committed adultery already in your heart. That's not my opinion. That's what the Lord said, okay? You say, are you condoning
2: divorce? Are you can no, absolutely not, by any stretch of the imagination. Are you saying you shouldn't have a marriage ceremony? And get I'm not saying that. Romans 13, one to four, obey the powers that be, for they are
0: ordained of God. See, don't get me wrong. say, well, I don't believe
2: just having sex is marriage. Well, let's go and find out if it is or not, okay? 1 Corinthians chapter 6, the last four verses, Brother Dave, and then go okay. right into chapter 7, and we'll spend a little time in chapter 7, and it's going to freak some of you folks out. You're going to see the Lord's got a double standard. There's a double standard between a woman and a man. You ladies, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But if you love Jesus Christ, you don't mind. But you're going to see a double standard pop up that not one single Bible teacher teaches this. Not even the Bible teacher that taught me would go that far. But I'm going to teach it to you because it's the book. It's the Word of God. The double standard between a man and a woman. And I'm going to show it to you
0: shortly.
3: Brother Dave. 1 Corinthians 6, verse 18. Flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body. But he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body.
2: Why, Paul? Why is he sinning against his own body? Why is it? it's, It's a different kind of sin. Paul, why is that?
3: Go ahead, brother. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you? which ye have of God, and ye are not your own. For ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. 1 Corinthians chapter 7.
2: No, no, no. You missed it, brother. Uh, Kevin, go up further. Go up further. Where Paul explains why fornication, sins against your own body. Oh, okay. Know
3: ye uh, not... at verse 15. Yeah. Uh, know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them the members of an harlot?
2: Watch it now.
3: God forbid. What? Know ye not that he which is joined to an harlot is one body? For two, saith he, shall be one flesh.
2: Bingo. That's what the Lord said in Genesis chapter 3. That's what the Lord said in the gospel. Two, saith he, shall be one flesh. Joining your body to a harlot is it
0: constitutes in the Lord's eyes a marriage. Read it again, Brother Dave. Yes.
3: Uh, verse 15 Know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them the members of an harlot God forbid What know ye not that he which is joined to an harlot is one body For two saith he shall be one flesh
2: There you go That's what the, that, that just you couldn't get no plainer we went over it the other night. Two saith, he shall be one flesh. No, you're not. yet the, the 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 great mystery of the body of Christ. Paul said, I'm talking about using in Ephesians 5, the illustration and similitude of a husband and wife, saying, I
0: speak concerning Christ in the church. Two saith, he shall be one flesh. Folks, that's the way it is. That's the way it's always been. That's the way it always will be. The words
2: of God cannot be broken. So you say, well, I've never been married before. Is that right? The only way you
0: can say that is if you're a virgin. So you think you're going
2: to get through the judgment seat of Christ unscathed? <laughs> no, no, not at all. think your conquest is going to go unnoticed by the Lord? No, you got... It, 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 all your conquests are multiple wives and multiple divorces because marriage is flesh joining flesh and divorce is flesh... Leaving flesh. We're fixing to find that out that out in First Corinthians seven.
0: You say this is
2: revolutionary. I never heard this talk before. No, because people have ulterior motives, even good, godly, separated,
0: spirit-filled, Bible-believing Christians. They'll lie to you. They'll lie to you whether ignorantly or knowingly. There's going to be many people that was
2: married to the same woman, never divorced for 50 and 60 years, that's got multiple wives or a woman with multiple husbands, just because your husband your wife don't know about it. Don't mean the Lord don't know about it. And you will be held accountable for it. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, Brother Dave.
3: In uh, the next verse it says, But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit.
2: Oh, absolutely. That's right. That's like I said the other night. It goes right along with what I said the other night. Paul speaks in the past tense like we're already married to Christ. Yes. But yet he says in Ephesians where he's espoused us as a chaste virgin. It's a great mystery, folks. I can't explain it, and neither can
0: you. That's why it's a great mystery. And when we're, we're joined to the
3: Lord, we're one spirit with Him, right? We have all that born again nature all that strong influences of the holy spirit working in our life all that great righteousness but those who are joined to the harlot they open the door to a just a flood of lasciviousness of filth of temptations of disease of demons that think oh uh, i'm having fun here But there's a huge price to be paid as well because if you're joined to the Lord, you're joined to all the righteousness, all the glory of God, all the goodness. You're joined to the heart. You're joined with the devil, and all that fills, all that evil door is opened in your
2: life. That's why it's categorized as different from other sin. Amen. See, folks, are, are you starting to get a little deeper meaning to this? First Corinthians seven. Yes. One of the most one of the most untaught chapters in all the Word of God among good godly spirit filled Bible believing separated Christians. Yes, yes, yes. I'm talking about good godly preachers. Good godly men. That teaches the word of God and will have ninety-nine percent of the truth when it comes to this won't to touch it with a ten foot pole. How many preachers have ever told you that before? How many preachers have ever told you that divorce was flesh leaving flesh and marriage was flesh joining flesh? How many preachers ever told you that? Well the Lord says it. Why should why don't they tell you that? what I thought. First Corinthians 7 verse 1
3: brother. Yes. Now concerning the things whereof ye wrote unto me, it is good for a man not to touch a woman nevertheless to avoid fornication, let every man have his, have his own wife and let every woman have her own husband, now the husband In other words <laughs> to
2: avoid what Paul just got through talking about Let every man have his own wife and every woman have her own husband. To avoid that multiplicity, if you're in Christ Jesus, of what Brother Dave just got through saying. To avoid, that's why it's separate from other sin. It's sinning against your own body and allowing all that stuff Brother Dave taught, not only is it contrary to God against his nature, abomination in his eyes,
0: and overt sin, But it's a sin against the temple of God. Amen. That's why it's different. And should be treated so. And notice it ain't got jack squat to do with race mixing. Nothing. Contrary to the liars that some of you people listen to. And you revel in the liars. What does that make you? You know what the Lord says about the ones that loveth and maketh a lie? Hmm? Continue, Brother Dave. Verse 2. Nevertheless, to avoid fornication,
3: let every man have his own wife, and let every woman have her own husband. Let the husband render unto the wife due benevolence, and likewise also the wife unto the husband.
2: That due benevolence he's talking about coming together in the act of legal. The bed is undefiled, it says in Hebrews. Yes. But whoremongers and adulterers God will judge, okay? That's what it says in Hebrews. Continue, Brother Dave.
3: The wife hath not power of her own body, but the husband. And likewise also the husband hath not power of his own body, but the wife.
2: Talking about the marriage bed. Continue on,
3: brother. Defraud ye not one the other, except it be for consent for a time, that ye may give yourselves to fasting and prayer, and come together again, that Satan tempt ye not, tempt you not, for your incontinent incontinency yeah absolutely
2: in other words there should be there should be a continual agreement there should be a mutual agreement if there be any separating of flesh leaving flesh for a specific time of fasting and prayer otherwise there should be mutual consent all the time why? so you won't be tempted to sleep around, commit adultery, or anything else, or commit fornication. That's why. That Satan tempts you not for your incontinency. Verse 6, brother.
3: But I speak this by permission and not of commandment. For I would that all men were as were, even as I myself. But every man hath his proper gift of God, one after this manner, and another after that.
2: Okay, Paul saying, I speak this by permission. What's he speaking by permission, not com- uh, commandment? This what he's talking about right here, talking about he had the ability not to get married, that he had control over his own lust. Not everybody has that power. That's what he's fixing to tell you. Not every woman has that power. Don't fool yourself. Not a whole lot of people do, <laughs> okay? Especially in a world gone sex mad, where every time, every t- corner you turn, it's a woman with with tight breeches on or tight something where you can see every curve in her body, or her blouse down to where you can see three quarters of her breast, or a dress high enough to where if they bend over, you can see everything about the woman. And they talk about sexual harassment, I'd blow it out your nose. 99.999% of the women bring it on their self by what they wear and the way they act. Yes. Makes (laughs) me sick.
0: Well, he said something to me that was offensive. Oh, yes, sister.
2: You probably brought it on yourself. Have you looked in the mirror lately? How come you think you can walk around like a Las Vegas whore and not cause a man to say if a uh, cause a man to think bad thoughts or to make a off the wall comment? What makes you think you have the right to do that?
0: You're just as guilty as hell, or more so, because you're the temptress. I'm talking to you, sisters. Out there that hear this the guidelines to your modest apparel are laid down in the Word of God just
2: because the world says it's okay to dress like a whore well you're friend of the world and you will reap what comes along with that at the judgment seat of Christ if so be the Spirit of God dwelleth in you, if not, then the fire will be turned the the heat will be turned up a little bit more in hell for you. If you caused a brother to fall off to
0: fall to sin see there's it it takes two to tango folks. I can't help it, there's nobody telling you this stuff out there.
2: I, I'm sorry. The majority of the majority of quote unquote Christendom had departed from the book a long time ago. And have married and went along, compromised themselves with the world. See, the world will go out there a hundred feet and the Christian will go out there. 60 feet and call themselves not compromising. It's done in your personal life. The world to go out there a hundredfold, you'll just go
0: 60 and claim you're godly. Continue, Brother Dave. Yeah, and also it's good for us fathers and husbands to remember
3: these things too.
2: Well, that's who I'm talking to.
3: Oh, yeah. Not That's exactly sisters, who I'm amen. talking to.
2: The ones yeah. that think that they're all holy and righteous and they're guilty as hell.
3: Well, you know, like us fathers, like we have daughters and, you know, like 16, 17,
4: 18, yes. some of them, like yes. in
3: my daughter's school, they wear uniforms. But even though some of them are wearing these kilts and they're jacked up just below the, you know, well,
2: of course their derriere is almost showing. They will find a way.
3: Yes, and You'll they're the limb, being let out the door by their mothers and fathers like you see these public school children going in these attire. It's like, my gosh, uh, that's like what, you know, dancers used to wear when I was, you know, 20 years old. And now they're going to school in this
2: stuff. Absolutely, brother. And listen, I don't care. Brothers, I don't care if it's your beautiful little granddaughter. Bless their hearts. They have, you've let them watch the world. You've let them be associated with the fashions of the world. And now they're doing the same thing. I don't care how godly they are. I don't care how godly you've tried to raise them. You've allowed them to be part of the world, whether knowingly or unknowingly, because nobody had the guts to tell you the truth. Either that, or you went against it, because you have a love for this world and a desire to go along and get along,
0: just so you won't rock the boat. And that's just the way it is. Yeah, it is sad.
2: Continue, brother Dave.
3: Yes. I say therefore to the unmarried and widows, it is good for them if they abide even as I...
2: In other words, abide unmarried. Go ahead.
3: But if they cannot contain, let them marry, for it is better to marry than to burn.
2: That means burning in lust. That ain't talking about burning in hell. Go ahead, brother.
3: And unto the married I command... Yet not I, but the Lord. Okay, not-
2: Paul is making the distinction here. Brother Chad, I told you the other night on the phone about how, in First Corinthians 7, how Paul will say, this is from the Lord, or this is my opinion. You remember me telling you that? Brother Chad. Well, he's done, blew the coups. Uh-
1: so, sorry, brother. Sorry, yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm chatting away here. Um, yeah, to go along with First Thessalonians, absolutely.
2: You remember me telling you this the other night? Just keep your eyes peeled because it's coming up all through here, okay? Oh, I,
1: my, my
2: ears are perked. Okay, okay. Brother Dave, continue on.
1: Okay.
3: And unto the married I command, yet not I, but the Lord, let not the wife depart from her husband. Okay, watch
2: this close. You're fixing to see the first distinction. The first double standard, you're fixing to to see the first double standard coming up shortly. Let not the wife depart from her husband. Got that? Depart from her husband. What's the change in the words? Go ahead.
3: But, and if she depart, let her remain unmarried, or be reconciled to her husband, and let not the husband put away his wife.
2: What did you just say there, Brother David? What's the difference
3: uh that she needs to remain unmarried and or to be reconciled? That's her only two choices there.
2: You see that Paul didn't say, "Let not the wife put away her husband
3: that yes mm-hmm. it's, it's, amen it
2: let her it's just departing. It's flesh yes. leaving flesh, but it says in verse eleven. Let not the husband put away that put away as divorce. Yes. See the double standard, folks? And Paul's going to slam it home at the end of this chapter. I mean, yeah, at the end of this chapter. Slam it home. Ain't nah, nobody going to tell you this. Cause that, because it is absolutely 100 million percent contrary to the, all the world. Even Christians. Even Christians even godly, Bible-believing, any kind of Christian you want to, it's against what they believe. Because their belief is contrary to what the book says.
0: And I don't give a tinker's damn what the culture is. God's Word is truth from the beginning,
2: and all of His righteous judgments endureth forever.
3: Continue on, Brother Dave. Yes, and I believe, and this would just be part of the reason, but there's a DNA transfer that takes place from the man to the woman.
2: Yeah, amen. And there's brother. something with that that
3: God want, wants to keep, you know, that that woman just has that one from one man.
2: You got it, brother. That's the reason for it. I mean, we could spend the next hour going off into that, but we're do to hit the high spots tonight, okay?
3: Yeah, just the high spots. Yeah. Verse 12. But to the rest speak I, not the Lord. If any brother hath a wife that believeth not, and she be pleased to dwell with him, let him not put her away.
2: You see that? Now Paul makes it, see how honest he is. But to the rest speak I, not the Lord. See there, Brother Chad?
0: Mm, amen.
2: If any Brother, hath a wife that believeth not. Are you married to a woman that's not a Christian? That's what he's saying.
0: And you be pleased to dwell with her. Don't put her away. Paul's going to tell you why shortly.
2: And the same goes for the wife. It is not going to tell the wife not to put her away. Watch it. Watch the double standard that nobody will tell you about. Go ahead, brother.
3: And the woman which hath an husband that believeth not, and if he be pleased to dwell with her, let her not leave him.
2: (laughs) Is that plain, guys? Do y'all see it now? Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Do you see that, Brother Dave, how plain that is? is. Mm -hmm.
0: That's how important words are, folks. And Paul's just flat going to say it at the end of the
2: chapter like I said. There won't be no... You won't have to just catch these words by taking your time reading and taking your time with the book and letting the Holy Spirit show you stuff. He's just going to flat come out and tell you this in a little while. Go ahead, Brother Dave.
3: For the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife, and the unbelieving wife is sanctified by the husband.
2: Okay, that don't mean that the wife is saved by the husband. It means it's that she's sanctified or set apart. For the Lord to deal with by the cha- by the conversation or the manner of life of the husband or the manner of li- life of the woman. Sanctified means set apart.
3: Yes. Continue on, brother. Else were your children unclean.
2: See there. But now
3: are they holy? Absolutely. That that this that sanctification
0: even covers the children. Because if it didn't, if the Lord didn't make this
2: provision, remember, it's from the Lord, not from Paul. If it wasn't for that, the children would all be bastards.
3: Yes. Continue on, Brother Dave. Oh, it's, it's important to note here, would it not, that we're talking about people who got married and one of them got saved. They weren't saved before because no, we're not talking about. No, it's not. Impl-
2: a, it's not. It, that's not. That's not what it says, brother. Oh, well, it, it even. It, I mean, you can read that into it. You can. You can isogetically read that into it, but that's not necessarily what it's saying.
3: Okay, but he does say in other places, "Let not the believer be unbelieoked." No, unimply- be not unimply- yoke- unimply- yoked together with unbelievers.
2: That's 2 yes. Corinthians six,
3: absolutely, verse eleven right.
2: through the end of the chapter. Mm-hmm. Yes.
3: So you so, can read that
4: into it, sure.
3: Oh, okay. All right then. Verse fifteen. But if the unbeliever depart, let him depart. A brother or a sister is not under bondage in such cases. But God hath called us to peace. Okay.
2: If they, if one or the wife or the husband depart, let him depart.
3: There was that the Lord doesn't even
2: classify it if they leave as a marriage. There is, there, they're not under bondage in such cases. Pure bondage. What kind of bondage? But the bondage of Flesh joining flesh, and in the eyes of God, a marriage. That's how finely you can cut this and slice this pie. That's how fine it is. How 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 slim you can cut this. How you rightly divide the book. Continue on, brother. Verse sixteen.
3: Mm-hmm. For what knowest thou, O wife, whether thou shalt save thy husband or? How knowest thou, O oh man, whether thou shalt save thy wife? See there.
2: Just what I told you. That's the reason that you ought to just because you've got a, a wife that's worldly and doesn't believe in the Lord, you shouldn't quick put be quick to put her away. Because you can still do the things that needs to be do by your li- by, yeah, by your life or by your words, by your preaching. Or by your manner of life that that would allow the Lord to work in her heart, or work in His heart, you ladies. People are so quick in in a in a in a in a in a culture and in a world today where the divorce rate is skyrocket, and everybody just gets tired of somebody. They fall in lust, is what happens. It's not love. It's lust. They fall in lust, then they fall out of lust. And everywhere they look, everywhere they turn, there's another woman with a good body and good looks in the workplace, and the women are more tempted in the workplace. <coughs> Excuse me. It's it's a it's a tough world to live in, folks, and it's only going to get worse. Not only that, but the laws passed by by the lost and being put down by the divine council down through the governments of this world are making it easier, are pushing it more and more to where it makes it easier and easier for God's word to be blasphemed. Amen. Amen.
3: Continue, brother. But as God hath distributed to every man, as the Lord hath called everyone, so let him walk and so ordain I in all churches.
2: All assemblies. Paul's saying that he's ordaining this to be the rules and regulations in all assemblies, including this one. See, if you had a good dis- despising of the world, you would jump all over this, folks. If you had a, a a great love for the Lord Jesus, to where you were actually the bond servant you're supposed to be in obedience, you would latch on to this stuff. You would learn it and you would preach it and you would be you would apply it in your own life so people could see this going on. Make them ask, why would you think that? Well just turn to first Corinthians seven and first Corinthians six and Deuteronomy twenty four and Matthew chapter nineteen. I'll show you why. See, somebody asked me the other night in the chat room when Brother Chad was talking about dealing with some Jews how they had diamond rings on them, and they asked out of curiosity, "Well, what would you say to them?" See, that's an open door. Stuff like that, living the Christian life, give we will give you all. If you really are being obedient, we'll give you all kind of doors that'll open up for you to be able to quote-unquote, preach, to be able to put the truth out. But your compromise with the world will shut every one of those doors. The more you live like the world, the more doors will be shut because people will watch how you live and not pay a bit of attention to what you say. Because the tree is known by the fruit bears, even to the
0: lost. Continue, Brother Dave. Continue, Brother Dave. Is any man called being circumcised? Let him not become
3: uncircumcised. Is any called in uncircumcision? Let him not be circumcised. Circumcision is nothing. And uncircumcision is nothing but the keeping of the commandments of God. Let every man abide in the same calling wherein he was called.
2: Paul's just putting a little
3: punctuation.
2: Stay with the woman. Don't look for a reason. Because the world and the devil will give you a million reasons if you're looking for one. Women, the world, and the devil will give you a million reasons why you ought to get rid of your husband, even though, according to God's word, you can't, you couldn't do it, even if you wanted to, according to the book. And we'll find that out shortly. Paul's done mentioned it earlier by using the difference in the word depart and divorce, loose. And we'll see. We'll see later on. Like I keep warning you, it's coming up, and is, 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 you're going to see it in a little bit. Continue on, brother.
3: Art thou called being a servant? Care not for it. But if thou mayest be made free, use it rather. Are you a slave? Are
2: you called servitude? Use it for the Lord. Are you have you been made free? Cut loose as a slave. Well, use it for the Lord. Either way. Just like if you're circumcised, seek not to be uncircumcised. Are you not circumcised? Don't seek circumcision. Because it don't matter. Ain't nothing to it no way. Not when it comes to the body of Christ. Period. Continue on, brother.
3: For he that is called in the Lord, being a servant, is the Lord's free man. Likewise, also he that is called, being free, is Christ's servant.
2: There you go. You're, uh, that's the word servant. There is Thulos, bond slave. He that is called in the Lord is the Lord's bond slave. Slaves are obedient, or else they're well. We won't go there. They're 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 dealt with, and that's why there's a lot of dealing with a lot of folks, even though they think it's just bad luck. Take it from somebody that knows, folks. Been there, done that. Got the stripes to prove it. Warning you out of love. Okay? See you, brother.
3: Ye are bought with a price. Be not ye the servants of men. Brethren, let every man wherein he is called, therein abide with God. now, Concerning virgins, I have no commandment of the Lord, yet I give my judgment as one that hath obtained the mercy of the Lord to be faithful.
2: Okay. Paul, here it is again. Paul's saying, now concerning virgins, everybody knows what a virgin is. I have no commandment of the Lord. So he the Lord didn't give him no commandment necessarily concerning virgin. But yet, Paul's been faithful, so he's going to give you his judgment on the matter. So watch it. Go ahead, brother. Verse 26.
3: I suppose, therefore, that this is good for the present distress. I say that it is good for a man. So to be.
2: Okay. Now here we go. Verse 27 forward is some of the most misunderstood, but some of the most poignant, you can get to that's totally not all okay period period the closest you can get to what I'm fixing to show you is taught was taught by my professor in his teaching on marriage divorce separation and remarriage is the closest you're going to get to what I'm fixing to show you okay See, what the world has done and what the Christian world has done has made a bunch of second-class citizens. You've got good, godly, Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, pulpit-thumping preachers out there that make second-class citizens out of a couple that comes into their church. And they hadn't been as fortunate as some And they've been married and divorced, and they've remarried. So they make second-class citizens out of them. And they sit in the back pews, and they look down on them because the preacher's only got one marriage certificate and ain't never been through a legal, lawyer-ridden divorce. But has probably committed adultery a thousand times in his heart, and who knows how many times in secret.
0: And just hadn't got caught. Oh, yes. Jimmy Swagger just got caught.
2: That big famous preacher in Colorado, he just got caught. Jack Howes, one of the bulwarks of fundamental... Bible believe in Christianity,
0: upholder of the King James Bible. he just got caught. a lot of them get away with it Some of them don't some men's sins are open
2: beforehand, it says in First Timothy three. Going before the judgment, some men's sins follow after. In other words,
0: nobody gets away with anything, eventually. Continue, brother. Art thou bound unto a wife?
3: Seek not to be loosed. Okay, Uh,
2: men, are you
0: bound to a woman, a wife? Then you don't seek a divorce.
2: You got that? Just, just to make sure, just for the audience's sake, brother, brother Chad, look up "loosed"
0: in the Greek and tell them what the word "loosed" means. Okay. We hear loosed in the Greek. Luo means to loose any person or thing tied or fastened,
1: bandages of the feet, the shoes, so taken off your shoes, of a husband and wife joined together by the bond of matrimony, of a single man, whether he has already had a wife or has not yet married. To loose one bound, that is, to unbind, release from, from bonds, set free. It's divorce is what it is. Yeah.
2: It's <laughs> divorce is what it is. Okay, continue, Brother Dave. Okay. <laughs> okay. Do you want to make it simple? Do what, Brother?
1: If you <laughs> want to make it simple like that.
2: Yeah, it's just yeah. divorce, that's what it means. <laughs> A multiplicity amen. of words don't make it any better.
3: <laughs>
1: amen, amen, amen.
3: Go ahead, Brother Dave. Art thou bound unto a wife, seek not to be loosed. Art thou loosed from a wife, seek not a wife.
2: Okay, Paul said if you can go around, if you can if you can keep your lust down, don't seek a wife. But do like him, stay single. You can serve the Lord better as a single man because you don't care, you don't have to be uh dividing your time between your family or your wife and the Lord. Which is, that? that's the natural thing to do. That's the right thing that you have to do, is divide your time. If you're
0: single, you don't have to do that. That's what he's talking about. Go ahead, brother. But,
3: and if thou marry, thou hast not sinned.
2: Read that again, please.
3: But, and if thou marry, thou hast not sinned.
2: Read it one more time.
3: But. And if thou marry, thou yep. hast not sinned.
2: Got that? If the man is loose from a wife and marries another woman, he has not sinned. Oh, well, you got two living wives. Not
0: so with a man. <laughs> Sorry. Everything else is false doctrine. Because flesh is left flesh, and in God's eyes, there is no marriage there.
2: But as you're going to see shortly, it's not so with a woman. And Brother Dave brought up, I'm going to let him expound a little bit on that when we get to it. What he was talking about earlier, I was saving. Are you, do you got a wife? Seek not to be loosed, man. Are you loose from a wife? Seek not a wife. But if thou marry, thou
0: hast not sinned. Because flesh has left flesh, therefore there is no
2: marriage there in the Lord's eyes with a man. I said with a man. I'll say it the third time. That is with a man. Now, let's talk about the virgin. Go ahead, brother.
3: And it's interesting that he was talking about about this man, but, and if thou marry, thou hast not sinned, but then he goes into a virgin, because only the I virgin said. can we're get married, right? Yeah, we're fixing to see about that right now. Huh, that's interesting. Yes, it is. And if a virgin marry, she hath not sinned. See there? That she hath not sinned. The,
2: but if thou marry, but if thou marry that's the man, she is the virgin. Because why? Because if she
0: wasn't a virgin, the marriage that was consummated is still binding with the woman. Folks, listen, listen, the Lord forgives all sin. I'm
2: so if you if somebody's out there listening right now and you fall into this category the Lord has for if you put it under the blood, it is put under the blood. So don't go around looking for a reason to leave your husband and and be this perpetual so-called woman or this widow or whatever that is never going to need a man again. Don't go that route if you if you if you because if you understand this truth, it may dog you to death. Okay, but it's under the blood; all sins are forgiven. If you confess, we by in first John, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Amen. So don't forget that either. But I'm teaching you doctrinal truth here
0: that nobody else has got <clears throat> nobody else has got the guts to show you. So if a virgin marries, well, everybody knows a virgin
2: has not sinned if she marries. But it, the implication is the, the 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 virgin shows you she never has been. The one above, yeah. the man, can marry again even if he had a wife and put her away. Double standard. Double standard. Continue on, Brother Dave, and I'll let you explain more about what she's talking about in just a few minutes.
3: Nevertheless, such shall have trouble in the flesh, but I spare you. But this I say, brethren, the time is short. It remaineth
0: Okay, your that- Pa
2: this is what... I, I, I've mentioned this at least 20 times in the last year. Because this is all of a sudden, Paul throws this prophecy in here. And it's prophetic, and you'll see what I mean in just a second, because you're living in these in the days he's talking about right this very second. Aggressive revelation, folks. Watch what he says, Brother Dave. Go ahead.
3: But this I say, brethren, the time is short. It remaineth that both they that have wives be as though they have none. And they that weep as though they wept not and they that rejoice as though they rejoiced not and they that buy as though they possessed not and they that use this world as not abusing it for the fashion of this world passeth away
2: absolutely that those two verses are perfect the time he said is going to be as though they that uh, be as though they had wives will be as though they had none that's today And as though they possess, as though they possess not. That's today. The ones who rejoice, as though they rejoice not. That's today. Just as relevant now as it ever has been, and more so. Though they had wives, as if they had none. Why is that? Think. Analytically, think about it. The adultery that's committed in the hearts, the divorce that's committed in the hearts, and on paper, Flesh leaving
0: flesh to join with other flesh. Think about it. See, when I'm going to run a rabbit for just a second. Whenever the
2: divine council put the woman in the workplace with the women's live movement, the women's suffrage back in the early part of the 20th century, when the divine council put that down into effect among the governments, and then you had women doing this and women doing what a man's supposed to do, and you took the woman out of the home. Every bit of this is part of a plan. Oh, yeah, the Jews behind it. Folks, listen. There's just as many white folks behind it as there was Jews behind it. Say the roots, the Jews. Well, they're, they're the foot soldiers, okay? And I'm going to show y'all something in the program's going to really flip your lid, okay? Really going to get you go that nobody will show you. And I'll show you something in a little while. I ain't got nothing to do with this. But don't let me forget, Chad. Okay. Verse 31, Brother Dave. Verse 31, Brother Dave.
3: Yes. And they that use this world is not abusing it. For the fashion of this world passeth away. But I would have you without carefulness. He that is unmarried careth for the things that belong to the Lord. How he may please the Lord. But he that is married careth for the things that are of the world. How he may please his wife. There is difference also between a wife, and a virgin.
2: Well, I just told you that while ago. Now Paul's telling you. Go ahead, brother.
3: The unmarried woman careth for the things of the Lord, that she may be holy both in body and in spirit. But she that is married careth for the things of the world, how she may please her husband. And this I speak for your own profit. Not that I may cast a snare upon you. That's what and, for that,
2: and that's what I w- I'm telling you, folks, I'm showing you this doctrine of truth. Not to put a snare on you. Not to allow the enemy a chance to work on any of you ladies. But you need to know this truth. Okay? Brother Chad, real quick, go to First Peter chapter 3 while Brother Dave's right here. Go ahead, Brother Dave.
3: But for that which is comely, and that ye may attend upon the Lord without distraction. But if any man think that he behaveth himself uncomely towards his virgin.
2: Okay, let me explain what's going on here. It was, you could A man could have a spouse virgin to him like Joseph. Mary was a spouse to Joseph, and they had never came consummated to marriage. But yet, the same thing was back with we in Genesis the other night. And I told you that those virgin daughters were espoused to those sons-in-laws, but they hadn't consummated a marriage. This is a good example right here. And Mary and Joseph is a good example as well. This is what Paul's talking about. Go ahead, brother.
3: If she passed the flower of her age and need so require, let him do what he will, he sinneth not let them marry
2: and that's going this is going to burn everybody out there uh, this is so contrary to the world it used to not be not that long ago this is going to burn some folks even quote unquote people that love the lord and believe the book this is the part you 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 just going to have trouble with what is this saying this is saying, if a man it don't give no age limit it don't put it doesn't put a worldly age limit on anything except the woman it doesn't put any kind of limit on the man it says if a man wants to marry a woman a virgin once she passed the flower of her age, let them." marry. If he wants this woman, and she agrees to it, let them marry. If she passed the flower of her age, that's puberty.
0: Need I get any more graphic? So much for the world's
2: idea of dirty old men. So much for the world's idea of what they consider pedophilia. See, I understand the cultural difference. I understand that at one time women were more mature at 13 and 12 than they are today, that now it takes them until they get 40 before they get mature. I understand all that. But I'm showing you pure Bible doctrine that's true. And the Lord holds his book true, okay? Amen. I'm just showing you the truth. I understand all the cultural problems and societal problems. I'm not an idiot, even though some of you think I am. I'm just telling you the truth. And some of you women are getting all bent. Some of you downloading women are getting so bent out of shape that your dress is flying over your head. How could he say that? Because the Lord said it. That's
0: why. You don't like that, take it up with him. That's just the way it is. Some of you men don't like
2: it. Why? Because you've bought into the world's way of thinking. There's still some places in Arkansas and East Tennessee and places in Alabama that
0: people still go by this. Did you hear what I said? They still go by this. even though it's not culturally and societally accepted.
2: Because culturally and societally, that's the world's way of thinking. They'll make you buy anything. If they say it's wrong, all of a sudden the so-called Christians think it's bad. Or maybe somebody might talk bad about them. See, I'm showing you that you're stuck in this world, and this world's
0: got a hold on you, whether you'll admit it or not. because you desire the praise of men more than you do the praise of God. End of story. I don't care if you like it, you can lump it. You remember when David
2: had that young woman, Abishag, brought to him when he was 70 years old? See, folks, it's all in the book. Well, that's the old Bible. That ain't today.
0: Yeah, you love the world.
2: You're stuck in this place, and you have fallen prey
0: to the world spirit instead of holding true to God's word.
2: You desire the praise of man and the acceptance of the world more than you do
0: the acceptance and praise of God. Continue on, Brother Dave. Read
2: verse 36 again, Brother Day.
3: Okay. But if any man think that he behaveth himself uncomely towards his virgin, if she pass the flower of her age and need so require, let him do what he will, he sinneth not, let them marry.
2: He sinneth not. But see, you don't care about the sin part. You care about what other people think. You see, the sin is, again, the sin is is the thing God cares about. All right? He don't give a tinker's damn what the world thinks. Continue, Brother Dave.
3: Nevertheless, he that standeth steadfast in his heart, having no necessity, but hath power over his own will, and hath so decreed in his heart that he will keep his virgin, doeth well. So then, he that giveth her in marriage doeth well, but he that giveth her not in marriage doeth better. The wife is bound by the law as long as her husband liveth. But if her husband be dead, she is at liberty to be married to whom she will, only in the Lord.
2: The only out that a woman has after she's been married is death. Do you understand? This is the double standard. This is why I brought this to your attention coming through this book, how one was departing, that's leaving. The other one was losing. That's divorce. Why I brought the double standard to you. Now Paul just flat comes out and tells you that the wife is bound to her husband as long as her husband liveth. But if her husband be dead, She's at liberty to be married to whomsoever she will, but only in the Lord. That means only to a Christian man. Now, Brother Dave, explain to them what you were talking about earlier, about the DNA
4: exchange.
3: Yeah. Okay, there's studies that show, but I also believe that it needs to be looked at more. But, you know, it's not a popular field to study something like this, so it's not like mega dollars are going into it. But... What I've read so far, and, you know, with light reading, not intensive study, that there's DNA transfer, which only makes sense, from the man to the woman, that's definitely into the womb. And there's some evidence that shows, because, you know, the man's DNA, you know, in the form of sperm here, is very aggressive and invades. Yes. Yes and so it would you know invade and go into different areas of the body now especially if there's oral type of um, union here then it would be more than likely it would go through um, the throat and so forth and into the brain but it can even go into the brain just with normal activity so There's a DNA transfer that happens from the man to the woman, which doesn't take place from the woman to the man. So there is a difference here uh, in how the woman needs to be treated.
2: Yep. And that's why God said what he said. Goes right along with what he said here. Yes. The wife is bound to her husband as long as her husband liveth. Folks, I'm telling you, you can't beat this book. Every now and then, real science catches up with the Word of God. But the Lord knew all this ahead of time. And it goes back to telegony. Some of you folks might have heard of telegony. Have who heard of it, Brother Dave, Brother Chad? That woman can have uh, uh, a baby, two different children by two different oh. men at the same time?
4: Oh, yes, yes. You
2: know, uh, quote. It supposedly was disproven. Now it's it's gaining ground again. By the way,
4: mm-hmm.
3: so that would be the fertilization by two men of one egg.
2: That's correct. Yes, which would explain a lot of things.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Especially Cain and Abel. Yes. And especially also Esau and Jacob. even though there's nothing that would indicate any of that in the Scripture. Mm -hmm. Don't know. Just just a thought. Just a thought. Last verse, verse
3: 40. Yes. But she is happier if she so abides after my judgment, and I think also that I have the Spirit of God.
2: I think you do too, Paul. Pretty sure you do. <laughs>
1: amen. Amen. Amen.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. What time is it, brethren?
3: Um, eight thirty-eight your time.
2: Okay, then we need to wrap it up. But I'm going to show. Let me. Let me ask you a question first of all before I I pull this trap on you. Do you know the when the Lord says, um, "Vengeance is mine," mm-hmm. saith the Lord, "I will repay." Y'all know about y'all know that verse. You ever heard that verse yeah. before? Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, if I ask you, were you supposed? We know about the Edomites and everything. We know how in Obadiah, it talks about God wiping them, wiping them out here, and doing all this stuff to, about the Edomites. But if I ask you, are you supposed to hate them? What would you think?
1: Uh-huh. I'm asking. You. You know no. it's a trap question yes.
2: already because well, I've done one.
3: <laughs> I, I, no. I would say that personally. You hate them. You hate what God hates and love what God loves.
2: That would seem to be the case, but it in this but case. But that
3: doesn't mean you don't extend to them kindness and help at times, and the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Because if they get saved and are born of the Spirit of God, then they're not—they're new creatures in Christ, just like me.
2: Well, yeah, that, that's true as well. But let me just show you what the book says about it, okay?
1: Okay. Turn yeah. to
2: Deuteronomy chapter 23. Okay. And start reading it, verse 1 to verse 7. 23. Okay. I want to show y'all something. You remember the Ammonites and the Moabites that were conceived by Lot from his daughters? Yes. Yes.
4: Yeah.
2: You would think that um, they were abhorrence to the Lord. Because of the sin and the way that they came about, the two nations came about, not so. Let's find out. I knew that
3: that wasn't the case. That's
2: right. It's not the case. Well, let's go and and just read it for the congregation because they ain't going to read it no way unless you read it to them. But um, verse 1 through verse 7, brother.
3: Yes. He that is wounded in the stones or hath his privy member cut off shall not enter into the congregation of the Lord. A bastard shall not enter into the congregation of the Lord even to his tenth generation shall he not enter into the congregation of the Lord. An Ammonite or Moabite shall not enter into the congregation of the Lord even to their tenth generation shall they not enter into the congregation of the Lord forever? Because they met you not with bread and with water in the way when ye came forth out of Egypt, and because they hired against thee Balaam the son of Beor, or Pethor of Mesopotamia, to curse thee. Nevertheless, the Lord thy God would not hearken unto Balaam, But the Lord thy God turned the curse into a blessing unto thee, because the Lord thy God loved thee. Thou shalt not seek their peace nor their prosperity all thy days forever. Verse 7. Thou shalt not abhor an Edomite, for he is thy brother. Thou shalt not abhor an Egyptian, because thou wast a stranger in his land. There you go.
2: That's the Lord said it not me. Mm-hmm. Contrary to all the carnal identities, contrary to everything you can I can take their doctrine and take this book in the context where it appears and just shoot their doctrine completely to hell. And I'll do it some night. I really should. And I don't mean that to be mean. I'm just saying there's no biblical scholars in the whole lot because they don't read the book. They don't rightly divide the book. They don't study the book. They only pick out what they want to pick out, and about the only thing they got right is Anglo-Israel truth. Period. Tell them I said so.
1: Have a nice day.
2: Brother Chad, dismisses in in Word of Prayer
1: the Father, we give you all the glory, Lord, and the thanks for this uh, teaching that we've learned, learned tonight, Lord. Uh, we ask that, uh, that it be received um, through the Holy Spirit, and that we be taught through the Holy Spirit, and that we receive what you want us to, to receive of this teaching tonight, Lord, and that we be edified by it, and that we be able to grow stronger in our relationship with you. And we ask you for the forgiveness of our sins of today, Lord. And we ask that you cover us in your blood, Lord. We plead your precious blood for our sins of today and of, of, of the past. And if there be any unforgiven or un, unrepented sin that, that we have in us, Lord, we, we plead your blood on that as well, Lord. Please wash us clean of our daily of our daily um, sins, Lord. As you wash Peter's feet, Lord, we know that's sufficient. We don't need you to wash the whole body, just our sins, Lord your finished work on the cross was all it took. Yes, Father. Yet our uh, flesh continues to be corrupted daily, Lord. And uh, it's not the way we, we want to be, Lord. Help us be strong in, in keeping our minds on on you, Lord, the heavenly places that we are with you, Lord, would be possible. Let us keep our minds there. You know, Give us the ears to hear, Lord. Protect our eyes. Quench our, you know, squelch our pride, Lord. Kill our pride, Feed our inward man, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you for your precious and holy book, Lord. Yes, Father. Thank you for your precious and holy blood. There is no other, Lord. You are the one true living God. You are, you are our Lord. Your great mystery. Thank you, Father, and we thank you, Jesus through the Holy Spirit, that we are in you and you in us, Lord. However that is, we don't know, but we know you're real, Lord. That's a fact. And for all those that don't know you, Lord, we pray that uh, if it be possible, Lord, that if you call them, that they they don't not refuse your call, Lord, that they turn to you and they get down on their knees and they weep, Lord. They admit that they cannot, they confess you with their mouth, Lord, that they can't do it by themselves. Nobody can. No one can pay this judgment. No one can pay the penalty that we deserve, Lord. There's not a righteous man here. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of you, Lord. We all deserve hell. But You've saved us. You've justified us. And you sanctify us daily, Lord, and we're just so thankful for your presence in our life, Lord. Do with us as, as you need as you need to and you see fit, Lord. Use us as your instruments as we're here in this flesh for whatever time we're here, Lord. Let it be for your purpose and your glorification. Whatever it may be, Lord, we'll take up our cross and uh, come to you boldly, Lord. You said we can come to you in the throne room. we can stand before you I don't know anyone else any other king in the world lord that, that would say that to their subjects they hey come on in man if you got a problem come on in let's let's work this out and i just pray for the brethren tonight lord that if they have something on their hearts on those wicked deceptive hearts of theirs lord or on their minds and if there's sin problems pride problems that they just Knock on your door and enter the throne room, Lord, and lay it all before you, Lord, and uh, work it out, for their pain is our pain, Lord. We're all part of the same body. It's an amazing mystery, Lord, and uh, we just uh, we thank you for it, and we, we, we just ask, if there's anything we can do, Lord, that we be convicted to not turn ourselves away or shut ourselves off from the other parts of the body and ignore their pain and strife, Lord no man is an island and the uh, I cannot say of the I have no need of you we're thankful that we're part of your body Lord and we give ourselves to you we are your servants we are your slaves you bought us with your blood we are bought with a price Lord let us never forget it everything we do and everything we say and everything we think should be on your precious and holy name of Jesus Christ Lord that's the sweetest name in the world, Jesus Christ. Even so, come, Lord Jesus, in Your precious name, we pray. Amen.
2: Amen. 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 All right, hey, hey folks, don't get mad at me. I just, uh, I just showed you what the book said, okay? And if you notice, the context was in people, and the context where that appears has to do with the Lord putting a curse on some folks, okay?
4: So <laughs>
2: nobody took anything out of context. Romans chapter 10 says, Jacob have I, uh, chapter 11 says, Jacob have I loved, Esau have I hated. That's God doing the the hating, okay? That's what, I'm just like I said, he come down on the Ammonites and the Moabites more than he did Edomites. Told you not to hate hate them, okay? Doesn't mean you're supposed to buddy with them. Doesn't mean you got to like them. I'm just saying. That's
3: what the book says. (laughs) Amen. That's what the book says.
2: Deal with it, brother Dave.
3: Yes. The contact information for Don Spears Ministries: the telephone number is three three four three nine seven two three three three. The email address is respect to the Lord at yahoo.com. And when you have a PayPal account, you can enter respect to the Lord at yahoo.com at Paypal. that is Pastor Don's account number there, and you can make an offering to the Lord Jesus Christ and to this ministry, and you can send cards and letters and requests and a picture of yourself that Pastor Don can pray about you, and you can send your offering to his home address at three one. 5-5-Lewisville five, five, Street, Apartment D1, Clio, Alabama, zip code 36017. Thanks for listening, everyone.
2: Good job, guys. Lord willing, we'll be back tomorrow night, and we'll be in Genesis. God bless each and every one of you in the chat and all you downloaders. May God richly bless you and all your endeavors as you seek to learn more about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and your love grows for him. Good night, everyone.
4: Good night. Good night.